0: This week on the Drew Goodman Podcast with Julie Brownman, the Rockies' hot start.
1: We know this is a different kind of season, but how real does this start feel in a very unique time right now?
2: Will they pitch to a 2-4 ERA all year? Probably not, but it is believable for me.
0: Charlie Blackman joins the show and talks about the club's impressive first two weeks. Our pitching to this point has been historical, right? Like, these guys are are just going out and getting it done every single day, like like death and consistency.
2: And what it's like playing in empty stadiums.
0: If Nolan makes a great play, which he does every night, I can be really, like, hey, Nolan, great job. And he can hear me, you know, like from right field. And it's kind of nice. You know, having said that, I would much rather have fans in the stand.
2: This is the Drew Goodman Podcast with Julie Broman. It's my house, come on, turn it up. Uh. Hear a knock on the door and the night begins. Hey everybody, welcome to show number 56 of the Drew Goodman Podcast with Julie Brownman. For the second time in now five months, we are in Julie's studio, which is also, as you know if you follow this podcast, her master bedroom. And she just redid her bathroom, folks, and it's splendid. Love it. She spent like 400 grand in there. Got next tile. Week. It's got stairs. You get right. you got to take like a, a flight of stairs to get into the uh, shower.
1: You do. And next week we'll be doing it in there because I got to get my money's worth.
2: Absolutely. Doesn't it
1: feel good to be back here?
2: It feels really good to be back in the same room. And I brought after you, a game after a game we're doing this late on a Tuesday night. Um. And I and I brought you your chicken wings. I stopped at that strip club that you like. <laughs> Trixie says hello. Oh, uh, how's the, she doing? Uh, she's doing great. Diamond's mm-hmm. doing well. Also, um. Listen, they are great wings. So I understand why you prefer that some um, yeah, that club.
1: Um okay, so Lou Williams has finally you're referring to the Clippers, Lou Williams, who was going to a, a funeral, a viewing, and stopped by a strip club on the way back. I
2: didn't know that really. That, yeah. That's wrong. How many isn't that well, wrong on a lot you have of to levels? Eat
1: after you go to a funeral?
2: Yeah, but you you go to the you go to the strip club yeah. after the funeral?
1: Yeah. Well, he said that it's a place that he goes all the time, but he just came out basically today. said, well, in hindsight, there was probably a, a better quality decision I could have made. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs>
2: yeah. Revelation. Hello?
1: It's kind of funny. He's like, gosh, it's been well-documented how much I really talk about this place. Like, I don't know.
2: Lou, stop talking. Just stop you di- talking. Right. You're digging, you're digging yourself a bigger uh, ditch.
1: Yeah. You know what we shouldn't, though, stop talking about? is the Rockies' hot start. I know it's just the start, but i got to tell you, I was talking to some guys today, I was like, you guys, the season's a a sixth of the way over.
2: I said that at the end of the broadcast tonight. Really? Yeah, I (laughs) I turned to Huey, I said the Rockies are eight and two, and the sixth of the season is over.
1: (laughs) Well, let's celebrate that, right?
2: Yeah, that's 16.7%. I mean, that's not insignificant.
1: I will take it. My question to you is is this eight and two start how you've seen a lot of Rockies starts. Mm -hmm. We know this is a different kind of season, but how real does this start feel in a very unique time right now?
2: I think it feels really real about that. Really Uh, real? I think it feels really real. Uh, And I'll tell you why they're starting pitching. And you and I've talked about this a few times over the, during the hiatus from baseball and that, They had a chance to have a a, a much better rotation than people realize, certainly nationally, because Herman Marquez, who went today again, three starts. He's got a sub two ERA. He went seven and a third. He threw over 100 pitches. He truly, Julie, and people in the game know this. He truly is a number one. And not every team has a number one. Yeah, every team has a guy that starts on opening day. It doesn't mean they're truly a number one. Jacob DeGrom, we know. He's a number one. With the Yankees, Garrett Cole is a number one. Max Scherzer for the Nationals, a number one. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not not putting him in their class yet because they've done it for a longer period. But you know what? He's got similar stuff. He's got similar makeup. He truly is a one. So then you go John Gray. John's pitched very well. He's going to have the baseball tomorrow. The wild card was who? We said it all winter, and he knew it.
1: Kyle Freeland. Kyle
2: Freeland. And Kyle Freeland has pitched two beautiful games, mm-hmm. really dominant games. So real believable stuff. And then Sensatella is better, another guy that really worked hard in the offseason on his breaking pitches. Um, the sport will always be about pitching. I've said this ad nauseum. That you can have a 10 year old team, Julie. Your team could roll in and you look like a bunch of little Lilliputians. And I have this team with all these big 10 year olds and they're, they look. Wait, a bunch of who? Lilliputians. You don't know, remember that? No. Those are little people. It's, um, you know. <laughs> Lilliputians? Yeah, wasn't it, was it Robert Louis Stevenson from, uh, what book was that?
1: Oh, I, I, it sounds like something from Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory no
2: I'm forgetting the book it was um, I'll think of the book people, had, people okay. are, are telling as they're jogging right now saying hey, Goodman you dumbass it was okay um, all right. well yeah yeah well they say
1: that
2: <laughs> I'm used to it social media so anyhow you have all the little guys I have all the big guys uh-huh. but you have little Johnny who throws gasoline on the mound and your, your team because you have little Johnny you win because you have the stud pitcher mm-hmm. and so the sport's always going to be about that. The Rockies have outstanding starting pitching. Um, w- will they pitch to a you know two four ERA all year? Probably not. They'll take some hiccups, especially playing at Coors Field. Uh, but it it is believable for me.
1: So we are going to talk to – you talk to Charlie Blackman a little bit later in the show. We're going to talk to yeah, him. Yeah, Chuck he, Nasty
2: on the show, huh? He
1: said the same thing. He said it's always going to boil down to pitching. We'll get to that Charlie Blackman interview. But getting back to Marquez, I think we always – if you watch Marquez, you know he's got some special stuff. He just needed to do it on a consistent basis.
2: Well, t- he is getting consistent. He's getting really consistent. He had three dominant starts so far this year. Think of last year. He had a start in fairly early April in San Francisco where he had a no-hitter in the eighth inning. He gives up a single to Longoria. That was it. One hit, shut out, struck out nine, didn't walk anybody. Then a couple weeks later in Denver, he gave up 11 runs in two and two-thirds. He's matured. He's still only 25. Julie, do you realize he has had six games in his career where he's taken a no-hitter into the sixth inning? That's amazing. You, that doesn't happen by accident. You can have a guy who has a you know, pretty good outing. All of a sudden, they hit some hard balls at people, and, and next thing you know, he, he hasn't given up a hit in the fifth or sixth inning. You can't do that six times unless you have dominant, dominant stuff. I, I'm really excited uh, about where he is and who he is.
1: We're going to talk about Nolan Arenado in just a bit it's easy to get excited when you see the offense take off, but I get more excited when I see, when we talk about the pitching like this, right? Like, because I mean, that's I, what wins because that's what wins. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's one of, it's, it's the best story right now. The Rockets and we will, get to nolan but first we want to welcome a new sponsor to the podcast we like new sponsors we do especially this one monarch casino resort spa in blackhawks now this is awesome i love saying this the rockies are on top of the nl west i mean how cool is that right so we're going to help you get into the winning spirit and the easiest way to do it we think it's just download the Bet Monarch app to win when the Rockies win, which they did with they did tonight when your favorite sports team wins. This is why it's so great Drew. You have the convenience of betting on the app and watching for your home. So right before you're watching you call the game on ATT t SportsNet, you can bet on the Rockies on the Bet Monarch app.
2: So you probably are wondering so how do you download the app because I have like 3 thumbs when it comes to these things. Uh, There's a number of different ways. It's easy. Download from the App Store on your iPhone or from your Android phone or go to monarchblackhawk.com. That's monarchblackhawk.com to download the app from your computer. So keep in mind, every bet earns you comps good in the casino for your next escape to Monarch Casino Resort Spa in Blackhawk. Pretty cool stuff. And our other new sponsor who jumped on last week, we're really excited about this. I've been involved with them for a long time, is Steel, S-T-I-H-L, power tools. And I have a number of them. And I even know how to use them, Julie. You'd be proud of me. Remember last week I told you about um, one of my new favorite uh, toys from Steel? Mm-hmm. It's a it's like a mini chainsaw that you can take with you camping, or if you have projects in your backyard, you know you have that branch. We used to always have this branch, you know, that would that would grow and it would be over the driveway, and it, you don't have to go take out a, a huge power chainsaw. Which Steel has so many of them more than anybody else, but you go and take this little one. It's a four inches, you know, branch. Boom, it's done. You go camping, dead tree, boom, cut, and you <laughs> now you have wood. So uh, you you need wood for fire, by the way. So steel has so many outstanding uh, tools. Many are battery-driven, so they're outstanding. Go to a dealer near you. Just get on steeldealers.com. It's S-T-I-H-L, where you can find your local steel dealers, more than 9,000 nationwide. And now the steel power move of the week.
1: The first segment we talked about pitching And now we get to talk about offense, and now we get to talk about Nolan Arenado. The first part of the season, I know we just started, but um, a few people kind of freaking out. Was that fair or not fair about Nolan not producing?
2: Ridiculously, I don't even want to say fair or unfair, ridiculously stupid. Listen, of all the damn things one can worry about in the world today, in the middle of this pandemic and unemployment and, you know, people rightfully fighting for social justice and racial equality in our country. I know, where is he going Yeah, where are we going? We're, we're worried about Nolan friggin' Arenado, whether he's going to hit because the first eight games he didn't have a home run and he had one RBI. That's like the surest bet going that Nolan's going to produce big offensive numbers. And sure enough, in game nine he homered, and tonight as we tape it in game ten he homered, Nolan is just fine.
1: Right. Nolan's being Nolan. Now, I will say, I know the Rockies are in the NL West, but right on their heels are the Dodgers, of course. Right. So clearly, if the Rockies are going to God, dare I say it win the NL West, I mean, they they have to have both the things we're talking about, you know. They just do. They're, they're, they they have to.
2: Well, if you assess the Rockies, and let's not, I'm, I'm taking my purple sunglasses off. They're off to a wonderful start, as, as you've characterized. Mm-hmm. We talked about the starting pitching. You know they're going to play really good defense. Their left side with Nolan, who's a future Hall of Famer, maybe the greatest third baseman defensively you've ever seen. The guy next to him is a future gold glover, also in Trevor Story. A doll solid in center. Um, They've got good defense on the right side. So, you know, Tony's a very good defensive catcher. They're gonna play good, solid defense each night. They're not gonna beat themselves. And offensively, they have four all stars in their lineup. I thought they underachieved at times, quite frankly, especially in the second half last year. They're gonna score runs, and they're gonna score runs more on the road than they did a year ago. So there's there's a lot to like legitimately. Are they gonna go eight and two every ten ball games? Yes. I if they do, uh we'll do the math on that. That would be 48 wins. That would be extraordinarily yeah, be good okay. in a 60 game season. Right, right. But you know what? The the more times that you can throw up a W when you're only playing 60, yeah. you know, the fewer wins you have to have, you know, as this thing progresses on where you're going to lock up a playoff spot because remember, there's going to be 8 teams in the National League and 8 teams in the American League that get invited to the party.
1: God, I know this season. is I mean, this coming up to this has been such a disaster, but this could be really fun. So, OK, so there is one aspect to the team where you go, mm, not quite sure what's going on here. And that's the closing position after especially I know it's a few days ago, but um, it's hard to forget what happened to Wade Davis. And now it's by committee, the closer. And can that even work?
2: well it's not the first time that the teams have had to do it where they don't designate somebody mm-hmm. uh Wade's on the injured list as we speak tonight with yeah. the inflammation in his right shoulder. He doesn't have the same fastball that he's had. We saw that last year, and I think you know honestly it it affects your psyche, especially at course field where he he has struggled to pitch well, and we'll see what happens down the road uh with him. Uh, there's what do you think is
1: going to happen down the road with him?
2: I I don't know. I I really I'm being honest. I can't answer that right now. I don't know how significant his injury is, and I think when he does come back, if he's able to come back uh, this year, it will not be in a, in a ninth inning role because he mm-hmm. right now he doesn't have the stuff to pitch in the ninth inning. That's just being fair. Athletics and especially at the highest level can be cruel. This guy's had a had a terrific career in the ninth inning. And right now, his stuff doesn't measure up in the ninth inning. But other guys have picked up the slack. Jairo Diaz has dealt with some traffic, but he doesn't get rattled. He's gotten big outs. Carlos Estevez has done a great job. Yency Almonte got the final five outs tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, first career save for Almonte. Daniel Bard, we've talked about him. We're going to have him on the show at some point. Okay. You know, wonderful story. So there are different names down there, but the Rockies bullpen other than that blow up has been pretty sound.
1: So Scott Oberg is not going to be one of those games for a long time.
2: Unfortunately, you know, that's something the Rockies also are going to have to navigate because Scott Oberg would have been the most likely guy to take over in the ninth inning. He's dealing with blood clots again. He will not play in all likelihood in in 2020. You just wish him the best going forward. It's now three times in the last four years where he's dealt with blood clots. Um, So he's not going to be part of the mix either. But you know how guys make a name for themselves? They're given an opportunity. And there's three or four guys we just mentioned, Julie. They now have an opportunity. And it's not like it's got to be hocus-pocus stuff. They have big arms. They have the stuff to do it. Mm -hmm. Now they just have to gain the experience.
1: What have you seen so far through 10 games where you go, okay, that's from from managing, from Buddy Black. What have you seen that maybe is different from Buddy? You go okay. Well this this is a this is evidence of this kind of 60 game season.
2: Yeah, it's a great question. And you know where I've seen evidence? Mm-hmm. You you pet you keep bugging yourself totally yeah, yeah. like right now. Julie just flexed her muscles <laughs> for me. She said, yeah, I'd ask another good question." Yeah. Um I'll give you for instance Chris Owings, who was going to be, you know, a, a part-time guy. He all of a sudden got hot with the bat. Boom, he's in there every day. Rymel Tapia and even Sam Hilliard, a lot of strikeouts early. They were in there quite a bit the first four or five games. As opposed to 162, where you go, hey, I'm going to ride this out for three, four, five weeks, and you know if they're still in a in a prolonged slump, then maybe I'll go in a different direction, back off for a little bit. Mm-hmm. You don't have that luxury when you're playing 60. So all of a sudden, Matt Kemp, who has been swinging it well, Kemp's in there every day. Mm-hmm. Chris Owings is in there every day at two different spots, left field and second base. For tonight, Ryan McMahon was out of there for the first time. So it's a real short leash, and you have to be far less patient and we've seen that from buddy where typically he is patient because he understands how long a normal baseball season is
1: so another person that's kind of had to change how they usually do things is charlie blackman we're going to hear from charlie right after this break at a really good interview with him that we'll hear in a couple minutes but we want to tell you if you listen to the podcast you know about boyer's coffee they have a i've got a big announcement coming up from them by the way
2: can't Tonight? talk about it now. Huh? Next week?
1: Maybe. But it's cool. I mean, anybody that listens to this podcast that loves Boyer's Coffee, likes Boyer's Coffee, is going to be really pumped. I mean, really pumped.
2: Well, here's what I'm bummed about, Julie, because I've told this before, that normally right before the game starts, I go down to the Boyer's um, Coffee Cafe mm-hmm. and get my Boyer's uh, Mocha for the evening, yeah. and then I have another one delivered actually later on. I haven't been able to do that because everything's closed. It
1: is. But you know what? Before I get into the Boyer's commercial, I want to give a shout out to Odell Brewing Company, which is in Rhino. Um, I went down there the other day. Brent Cordell, who is their brewmaster, they have a beer with Boyer's beer in it. Did I tell you that?
2: With Boyer's coffee in it. With
1: Boyer's coffee. It's called the Latte Dottie. Instead of Latte Dottie, it's a Latte Dottie. When
2: I went invaded your refrigerator a few minutes ago to grab a beer i didn't see that one no in i
1: already drank it anyway but thank you brent uh for letting me try that so if you want to go try that you can go to adele brewing company boyer's been roasting coffee in the rocky mountains since 1965 favorite flares now in stock at boyerscoffee.com they'll deliver your coffee right to your door or if you want to support the colorado company just go to safeway king supers walmart sam's club city market or go to boyerscoffee.com. Some of the flavors that you can get, you can get the Rocky Mountain Thunder Coffee, Hazelnut, the Denver Blend, French Vanilla, Butterscotch Toffee. The point is you can get any flavor that you like. Again, a big announcement from Boyers is coming up.
2: And a big thanks to Boyers. And now it's time for our Ideal Home Loans interview of the week. Rockies right fielder and a fairly popular player in these parts, Charlie Blackman. Chuck, I'm going to begin with something I say frequently. I've said this to you before face-to-face, and I, and I say it when you can't hear me. You crack me up for various reasons. Um, the latest being, unfortunately, uh, you, know, you, you got the virus, so you were a little delayed in your summer camp getting going, and there was um, speculation, would Charlie be ready to go on opening day? And I happened to be at Coors Field on the first Friday that you were able to partake uh, in the 2.0 spring training, if you will. And you lined a ball up the middle and then you hit the ball into the seats. And then the next night you did the same exact thing. And I'm like, yeah. Um, for all his preparation, for all of his busting his ass and his great work ethic, he just rolls out of bed and he rates.
0: Well, it's... Uh, <laughs> yes, that happened. That was not my expectation. Certainly, um, you know, there's a lot of... Uh, in, you know, built-in instincts, you see the ball, you hit the ball. I've been working on that my whole career. You know, sometimes that shines through, right? But there is a, you know, a huge part of that spring training, summer camp that we missed. And that's, you know, half the battle is getting your body ready to play. And so I think that you're kind of seeing some of the effects of having a shortened, spring training 2.0 here shine through in the season with, with some of the injuries that you've seen around baseball.
2: Yeah. Hey, Hey, Charlie, you, um, your pitching staff's off to a phenomenal start. Uh, you're off to as an offensive player, a terrific start. Are who's ahead of who in your estimation right now, or is it, you know, maybe as it should be that you guys quite frankly have pitched really well and, um, and nobody's ahead of anybody. Um,
0: You know, I think it's hard to say that our pitching isn't really, really, really good right now. I mean, like, there's just no matter what the offense has done, our our pitching to this point has been historical, right? Like these guys are, are are just going out and getting it done every single day, like like deafening consistency. And I say that knowing that we've only played eight games, right? Like we, you know, that's a blip. You know, that's that is not a significant part of the season, Um, strange things can happen for eight games. Um, Having said that, I don't think this is something strange that we're seeing from these guys. I think this is just our guys pitching to their ability and they're they're fresh and they feel good and everybody's healthy right now. And if that stays the same, I expect that our guys can continue some long-term success similar to what they've done so far.
2: Let me ask you about that because one of the unique things about the the summer camp is as opposed to, you know, four or five days in, you're now playing uh, exhibition games down in Scottsdale and you play 33, 34, 35 exhibition games. You know, you you step in against your guys in spring training and probably track a little bit very early on. But you all had opportunities to really see some of the guys that you defend behind um, and take real at-bats against them new appreciation for the stuff they have. What did you learn?
0: Yes. I mean, I got to face a few guys, Cinzatella being one of them, and he's off to a great start. His, uh, I mean, his fastball is just better. You know, just it's just better than it looks on TV. I mean, it's, it has a lot of spin, and it kind of moves a little bit. It has a little bit of a cutting action, which to a lefty makes it seem like it speeds up, you know, on top of already, you know, it's already 95-96 with a lot of spin. And then when it moves closer to you, that takes that 95-96 and, and it, it makes it feel like 98. And so, I mean, his fastball is just better than I thought. And there's a lot of guys where you, you know, you, you, you play defense behind them and you watch the pitch from, you know, a 150 feet away or whatever. You know, it, it's it, you just don't understand how hard it is to hit some of these guys until you get in the box, so, you know I didn't get a chance to face Marquez, but I'm sure Marquez is the same way. Like when I watch him pitch, it looks like he doesn't have to try that hard. You know, he he he's real smooth and easy, but then the ball just explodes out of his hand and flyer spins so hard. Like it's one of those things where, you know, you, you can't really appreciate how good a guy is until you get in the box.
2: The the other thing from afar, Chuck, that I really appreciate about that group. Yeah, they they're, they do have some you know elite talent in term you know obviously uh, the way I describe Herman is he doesn't even have to grunt and he can throw ninety eight and and um, he but more than anything with him with Kyle I think John's really emerged in the, in this realm Sensatella has it they're great competitors and I'll let you uh, expand on that because just because you guys are all the best in the world at playing this game called baseball. There's still a different level of competitor um, within the game. And, and it, those,
0: those four guys get after it, don't they? Yeah, they do. And, and I don't think you – you know, you might make it to this level without having, like, in a, a, like a, a big-time competitive drive. But I don't think you stick around. You know, I don't think you find success at Coors Field as a pitcher. Uh, I don't think you find success – you know, going from altitude to sea level and back without having that competitive desire to, you know, best your opponent. Um, I think, I think we've seen, you know, you've seen some guys come in and do better than expected, do worse than expected. And I think a lot of that has to do with how competitive are you? You know, are you willing to figure out what it takes to make your adjustments and to find success here in Colorado?
2: One of the other things that I noted way back when, when you originally gathered was it seemed to a man, Charlie, that all of you guys had, not, not that you didn't have the, the focus in 2019 and, and, and say the right things and prepare in the right ways, but it was almost like, hey, we are driven to prove that we're a damn good baseball team and 19 was an aberration and we're the team that you all saw in 17 and 18. And it seems like it has carried over to this summer. Is, is that a fair observation?
0: I mean, I don't want to say that last year we didn't do what we needed to do to prepare and we weren't trying hard. I mean, I, I don't think that's the case. That, you know, I do think it was, you know, that first month we had four out of our five or five out of our original five starting pitchers hurt. And here we are with all of those guys healthy and we're talking about like the incredible start that our starting pitching's off to, right? And so I think it's hard to, to say that we just weren't ready to play ball last year. I think it's just it's hard to under you know, understand how important it is for your players to be healthy and how much they can contribute when they are healthy, feeling good. And, you know, obviously most important of that, like if you have to pick one thing to be good, right? Like defense, offense, you know, pitching both If you're picking one thing to to be really good at, you know, started pitching's gotta be it. Right, if you have good starting pitching, you're in every ball game, um, and then you pair that with some timely hitting and like unbelievable defense, especially on the infield. I mean, you're going to have some wins. Um, you know, I think we were capable of that last year. We just, did, you know, didn't have our guys healthy on the field performing well, and I think that's a big part of it.
2: Yeah, you are such a creature of success; it has been well documented, uh, and it's a big part of why overall you've become you know, such an impactful and and, uh, and meaningful player in this game for, for a number of years and a perennial all-star. How much, honestly, Charlie, has has the protocols, and, and I know you have great respect for them, uh, but how much have they messed with how you get ready for 705?
0: Totally changes things for me. Um, it makes, you know, I'm really big on, like, video work and, and doing a lot of preparation. It makes that so much harder for me to do I, I i have to do everything from just my like a singular ipad basically I, I used to go in there and i would have you know a computer with a mouse and a whole database of things that i could use and and then i'd also have an ipad and, and i would you know look back and forth as i was scouting and now i just have to like basically just click some video and watch it on the ipad and it, it makes things tougher uh I can't do things as efficiently. I can't do as much in terms of scouting. Um, we had a, a meeting with the commissioner in spring training, and, and we had talks about the sign stealing situation. And you know, we had a big meeting, and everybody from Major League Baseball side seemed to care exactly, you know, seemed to care what I was. Saying and that, you know, you know, I like to use video and all that kind of stuff. And we reached something that we thought would be a mutual agreement uh, where there would be a video allowed in game. And that has just uh, not happened. So I can't use any video. I can't go back and watch my bat during the game. I can't go ask our video guy, hey, wh- let me see that last pitch. Was it a strike or was it a ball? Did- you know, did the umpire miss it? Did I misjudge it? You know, I can't make those in-game adjustments. I just have to do it myself from instincts, which is, you know, it, it changes the way you play the game, and it's it's um it's unfortunate uh, because there was a lot of things that I think added value that I did that I can no longer do
2: in terms of how you prepare in strength training and stretching and and how you utilize those facilities, anything different for
0: you? It's just a real pain. There's only so many people allowed in, you know, certain buildings, certain rooms. Uh, I'm still mostly able to get my body ready and, and work out like I would normally do uh, now. Um, you know, I had a, a very short summer camp. You know, I didn't have a, quite the ramp up that everybody else had. But you know, from the body perspective, it you know it's a it's a real pain. For example, after the game, I, I usually I would go get some food after I worked out, and I would go to the hydrotherapy room and do some contrasting, some cold tank while I would eat because, like, right after you know I played a game, I've worked out, like I need food right then, like you know, I have 15 minutes to start eating before I am missing a chance for a full recovery, and. So, you know, I eat in the cold tank and now I have to wear two masks in the cold tank. So I can't eat in the cold tank. And so now it means I have to hang around the park for an extra 15 minutes and keep all the staff around. And it's just super inconvenient. Like it takes me longer to do what I need to do. Uh, everybody else probably doesn't like me hanging around longer. I mean, like little things like that. I mean, yes, they're inconveniences, but 15 minutes every day, kind of, you know, kind of adds up. And that's just one thing. Like there's. A handful of those. It, it seems, Charlie,
2: like as a group, and, and this probably goes for virtually every team in baseball. I know Miami's had their issues, and I, I think it, it, at times it's unfair to say, "Oh, if you, you know, if you have some positive tests, it means that somebody did something uh, that was self-centered or that they shouldn't have done." But it seems like as a group, you guys are really committed to keeping each other healthy and, thusly, each other's families healthy. But but an eye on on what this team could
0: accomplish is seems to be a big motivator in that as well. Yes, I think in order for us to be able to play a full season, you know, everybody has to make some sacrifices, um, and you know, we gotta we gotta make smart decisions. Like in the face of you taking baseball away from me, I am willing to not go to the mall, you know, not go out to eat, and sit you know, inside at a restaurant, like there's a lot of things that I'm willing to give up to be able to play baseball. Um, You know, maybe my threshold is much higher than others. Apparently we've seen some of that, you know, we've seen that, like, either people, you know, make bad decisions or just decide it's not worth it, I'm going to do what I want to anyway. You know, I, I think the Rockies are doing a good job of looking, you know, in the mirror and saying, how much do I really want to play? Okay, if that's what I want, I'm willing to do the best that I can to keep myself safe and to keep, you know, this virus from spreading to my teammates.
2: Do you, Charlie, do you get up every day um, and is your singular focus, you know, getting ready to play, or do you also go? Let me check, uh, you know, whatever your sources of information are to make sure that you know, there isn't uh, an outbreak somewhere else and shoot, they're going to tell us we got to shut down. I mean, does that cross your mind every morning? I'll be honest. It does. It does for me. I hate it, but you know, it's how we, it's how we make
0: our livelihood. I kind of keep my finger on the pulse. You know, everything's on Twitter now. I mean, I hate to say it, but before I get notified of anything official, it's been leaked on Twitter, you know, from, from both sides, you know, from whoever, like it doesn't matter. It's going to be out there. So you know, I, I, I look at Twitter, look at the news, you know, in the headlines and just kind of hope that I don't see any negative news. But, you know, I'm pretty confident that we're going to continue to play. I think, um, you know, this recent outbreak with the Cardinals and the Marlins just has got everybody thinking, um, how, thinking that we've got to do a good job of following protocols in order to continue to play. So I think people are... Are taking it seriously, and uh, I hope that we're not going to have any more issues going forward.
2: Yeah, Uh, there's going to be, you know, there's going to be hiccups along the way. It's almost impossible for there not to be, but it's it's really how they are navigated, and uh, maybe this was, uh, you know, an early wake up call for uh, how to do things uh, in baseball because it's you know it's a completely fluid situation. We're gonna take quick time out from uh, visiting with Chuck Nasty and tell you about Ideal Home Loans. 303 867 is their number. 303 867 Folks, I know you followed it. Interest rates are at historic lows. I'm refinancing uh, right now. I've done loans in the past with Ideal. They're terrific. They make it easy. They make the whole process fluid. And they're a Colorado company. They've been in business almost 20 years. Brett Ivinson uh, has done a superb job, and he's put a superb staff together. Give them a shout. 303-867-7000. It's Ideal Home Loans. 303-867-7000. When you're actually on the field, Charlie, so much is made naturally that, um, you know, it's a sterile environment. There are no fans. Uh, I know at at Coors Field and other stadiums they are trying their best to um, actuate what what normally would occur. You you know, your walk up song and and even people, the fans, quote unquote, reacting to your walk up song. Uh, Is it is it surreal or when you step in the box? um everything else blacks out and, and you're really in a major league game again how has it been for you
0: uh yeah it hasn't been a huge transition to me for me uh, you know at first the first game or two is kind of weird you know uh obviously i missed the fans being there you know i missed that extra energy but i mean now it's kind of like you just play for your teammates you know like i can hear everything that my teammates say like i can tell if Nolan makes a great play, which he does every night, I can be like, hey, Nolan, great job. And he can hear me, you know, like from right field. And so it's kind of like, it's much more intimate in terms of like your own team and your clubhouse. And it's kind of nice, you know, like you, it's like you're out there playing for your teammates and, and, and that's it. You know, there's, there's no other distractions. Um, you know, having said that, I would much rather have fans in the stands. Uh, it, you know, but it's just different. And if you do it every day, you'll get used to it pretty quick. Um, and so it's, you know, it's kind of a necessary evil right now. It's like it's one of those things that I'm willing to overcome in order to be able to play the game.
2: How about clubhouse interaction, Chuck? Is that is that the same as in the past where, you know, especially four or five hours before a game, you know, guys can, uh, I'll use a Yiddish word, kibitz a little bit. but Or is that changed because of social distancing and, and keeping the numbers down in terms of people close
0: together? Yeah, it's weird now. You have to like it's weird. It's like you don't you can't touch anybody anymore. Like usually you pat people on the back, you, you know, high five, you you know that kind of thing. It's like there's none of that. Um it's it's weird that like wearing a mask feels normal now. Like you feel naked when you're like talking to someone without a mask. Um you know, it's just it's weird. You you don't sit around after the game and, like, hang out with the guys and all sitting around a table and talk. Like, it's like you can't, you can't do that anymore. So, you know, you know, people are – I mean, the close house atmosphere is great. It's just there's not as much, uh, you know, close chumminess going on.
2: Um, what was your take on adding three teams to the postseason in this uh, truncated season?
0: I think for this season it, it makes some sense. Right. We a couple years ago we uh, what played 162 games and we still didn't know who the best team in our division was. You know, we tied the Dodgers. Right. And in that six months of baseball every day, so I think in having a shortened season, you know, there's a chance that maybe the best team doesn't have the best record. Right. I think there's a ch- You know. The Nationals would not have even made uh, the playoffs because I think, you know, after 60 games they had like a losing record last year and they ended up winning the World Series. So I think it's, you know, for competition's sake, I think it's good to have more teams make it into the playoff pool so that you feel like you're going to have a legitimate winner. Right. Like there's a lot to prove. There's a lot of baseball to be played in the postseason. And I think it, it makes sense with the shortened regular season this year.
2: Hey, hey, you've told me before, Charlie, you, you're not a DH guy. You love being out in the field. Um, as, as you and I tape this, uh, I think once you have been the DH, how strange was that? Um, were you able to, you know, get yourself ready for your four to five at-bats? At and, and what's your thought on if the National League, it's a big if, um, continues with this uh, beyond 2020?
0: I would always prefer to play a position and be a a whole baseball player. Um, When Buddy asked me about being a DH, i tell him, I don't want to be half a baseball player today. I want to be a whole baseball player. Uh, So, I, you know, I'd rather contribute as much as I can. That includes defense. But I do think you can use it as a tool for a way to, you know, get another player on the field, which helps with a big roster. You know, it helps to keep guys sharp. Um, and especially, you know, I course feel to help to, to re- strategically give some guys a little more rest than they would otherwise have gotten.
2: And now you got a guy that uh, at his stage of his career it kind of fits his bill and he's off to a terrific start in Matt Camp. That's been a good addition, huh?
0: You know, he's gotten some really big hits for us. Um, you know, big, I mean, big one in Texas, drove in some runs, helped us win a game. Um, and home runs, you know, the last, two games uh you know at a at a point in the game where it was crucial for us to to put another run on the board and, and get ahead so he he's you know he's only got not even 15 at bats yet but he's really come up big and driven in some big runs for us so i'm I'm glad he's here i'm glad he's contributing you know on our side i've seen too much of it from from the other dugout
2: yeah absolutely hey before i let you fly um i don't remember if i asked you back when things were quote-unquote normal in uh, late february early march uh, what was the most interesting thing you did in the off season because as we all know you live such a fascinating life
0: what did i do i uh i went to belize a couple times to go fishing um that might have been my most interesting
2: Did did you catch something big
0: no, no, I went for a very, very hard to catch difficult, specific fish. I tried to catch a, a permit, is what they're called. And, um, I actually did not catch one in two trips. So maybe there'll be a third trip in the future.
2: You didn't go sit on a mountaintop and, uh, and, and, uh, zen out?
0: Yeah, well, I did that too, but that's, uh, people don't want to hear that. You yeah. Hear that
2: every yeah. week. Um, that's run of the mill. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, by the way, so real quick, normally you'd go to the ballpark around one o'clock. Am I right, Charlie for
0: a seven o'clock game? Are you allowed to, are you, can you go that early? So I think the rule now is if you're the away team, you can only get there five hours before the game. Uh, and I think they give you a little extra time if you're the home team, because you hit BP first. Mm-hmm. So I don't You know, that's – you just got to be a little more efficient with your time. You can't just sit around doing nothing. You get to the park.
2: In conclusion, you've been on some really good Rockies teams in 17 and 18, most notably. This 2020 team is – and I I understand it's, you know, a handful of games in, but, you know, everything's worth 2.7. So you guys are off to a a flying start. Um, What is this team? Who is this team?
0: You know, I think we're we're good. I think we're the same – good team we've had in the past it's just guys are playing well right now you know and that's i mean that's so much of it like it's half the battle is having the right guys the other half the battle is having those guys play good uh you know i I think we've got a little bit of both pieces right now
2: hey charlie listen um as i've said to a couple of your brethren um i'll talk a lot about you not badly Uh, i'll wave to you and i'll see you next year all right right That's that's about it. It's it's a COVID relationship now.
0: Yeah, I'll I'll see you maybe, but I'll probably hear from you.
2: That's right. Do you? By the way, do you? You can't hear us out on the field, can you? Hear you as in what? Like the broadcast booths. You can't hear the broadcast booths from 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 here. Yeah. Okay. That's good because no, it's not bad because Spilly Spilly was talking bad about you. I want to make sure. Shut his mouth. Got it. Charlie, be well, man. Good luck this week. Good luck the uh, the rest of the way. I appreciate it as always. Thanks, Drew.
1: That's your ideal home loans interview of the week, Chuck Nasty. So, uh, and I do want to talk to you about your experience in the booth. Again, I do think AT T SportsNet is doing a really good job with inserting fan noise and it's just well,
2: it's, re- it's really um, in each ballpark. It's there, so we're yeah. picking picking that up.
1: Yeah. Well, I was going to give you a compliment. Do you want to?
2: Oh, oh, by all means, please. The floor <laughs> you are is yours. Really,
1: you are really great. So one thing to come out of this, and you talked about in the interview, it's not only different for us, and by the way, you can hear, I, I've heard some cuss words on the broadcast. Do you know that? Do you guys talk about I, that?
2: No. I mean, I know you're grinning. I mean, Tony Walters, <laughs> t- Tony Walters flew out. I think this was in Oakland. and uh, Somebody got a hit, hit,
1: right? And he was like, bleep, yeah. Or somebody did that.
2: I didn't hear that, but I did. You know, tone like anyway. You know, he was disappointed. He he was made it an out, and he, uh-huh. he f bombed a couple times. <laughs> oh, I didn't hear that. I didn't I hear like that. it, it's authentic, man.
1: Like, of course. So Charlie Blackman, though talked about like since there's no fans, even though he said I, I love having fans there. He's like we can actually hear each other
2: it, it, they, and
1: communicate with each other. Yeah,
2: and they're always pulling for each other. But it's like hey, it's just us. And, yeah. and you heard him say, like, you know, Nolan or Trevor makes a great play. And even though they're 250 feet away, Charlie can go, great play, Nolan. And <laughs> Nolan hears him. He's like, hey, Charlie loves me.
1: <laughs> all right? I thought that was awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's just like a bunch of guys out there playing ball, which usually, you know, there's 40,000 fans screaming. So
2: it, Charlie is, uh, he just makes me laugh. Mm-hmm. First of all, there's two Charlies for me. There's Charlie at the ballpark. When he checks in around one in the afternoon, he's he's actually no fun Charlie.
1: Oh, you try and talk to him and he shuts you well, up. Well,
2: I mean, he'll say hello and you know, you can get a little out of him. But he's intense, man. He's all about routine. And his routine's been thrown off a little bit about because you, you heard him expound on that. But he's he is so dialed in. It's one of the reasons he's become an extraordinary player. And that's all about preparation as he says to be the best baseball player I can that night. He just, he's so funny. He goes he has another funny line where he doesn't like DHing, but he knows every once in a while he will to give his legs a break. Mm-hmm. And so if buddy comes up to him and says, you know, do you want to you want the night off and he goes no, I feel like I want to be a full baseball player tonight, not a, not a half baseball player. I mean, just the way he does things is funny. So I'm saying there's two, there's two Chucks. There's the one at the ballpark, super intense. And then, the, then there's the one away from the ballpark who's really witty, who's intentionally and sometimes unintentionally funny.
1: Yeah, he's not trying, I don't think.
2: No. And he, but you, again, during the interview I said, because he went to Belize twice to go Mm -hmm. fishing, he's an unbelievable fisherman. Normal circumstances, any day off, he's in waders and he's fly fishing somewhere in the mountains. Yeah. And I said, or, you know, you're on top of a mountain getting your zen moment. And he goes, oh, yeah, I do that all, all winter. But that's, and he's got the beard and, you know everybody's everybody likes chuck guys love chuck women love chuck mm-hmm.
1: because he is so authentic he's, he's authentic, not man. Trying, man and it's just there's people that you know are trying and when the camera goes on they're different than mm-hmm. when it's off and he's just he just seems to be um the same so I, that was a great interview so thanks for bringing that to us hey before we go i know last week there was great concern i think there was legitimate concern that major league baseball was shutting down I really do. And, and that memo got out that, that uh, Major League Baseball sent to regional networks that said, you know, you guys need to have some um, other programming ready just in case. So I feel like, though, we're in a better place after Rob Manford came out and said, I'm not a quitter.
2: Uh, right. I'm not going to lie. Every day that I get up, and, and, and it's the same. Charlie said this, and I've talked to some other guys. It's unavoidable. You get up and you, what what did the testing show last week? Was there another outbreak with some other team? Um, And you're on pins and needles because especially now as we work into this second, almost third week, you want to see it through. I mean, Julie, I know people have come up to you and obviously because of what I do, countless people have come up and just said they're, they're so happy to be watching their their favorite team naturally, the hometown team um, in the Rockies. But just to watch live sports and this whole thing that we expounded on so many times about um, you know, getting back to some degree of normalcy. And the Rockies have provided that, and and, and naturally they're off to a wonderful start. Uh, but every day I wake up, I, I go through the Twitter feed and I go through the stories and, and I'm on pins and needles because you don't want to see – you know, multiple teams go through what the Cardinals and the Marlins have gone through because it would put things potentially um, in in danger. Um, I do think that the more days that go on, Rob Manfred and and even ownership uh, throughout baseball, they want to see it through. Um, they want to see it through. And you know what? All their brethren, Julie, the NFL, they want to see. They don't want to see anybody fail. NBA, NHL, nobody wants to see one league fail. Even if they go, oh well, there'll now be more eyeballs on us. No, bad, bad, bad for for the country, bad for sports. They want to see baseball finish this thing out, and you know, each day that goes by, where we have you know mostly good news, mm-hmm. you know, you kind of breathe a sigh of relief. But I'd be lying to you if I if I told you that I don't wake up every morning and I and I don't check what's going on. In term, and it's all has to do with positive tests.
1: Well it better go through now the Rockies are eight and two.
2: That's right. Right? Yeah.
1: I mean don't don't damp our spirits. Um Drew, thanks for coming over tonight.
2: Thanks for inviting me. You changed the lock. It took a little <laughs> while for me to get in. And how I'm glad you uh, I'm glad that the wings were good into your like
1: Yeah, they were great. Uh see you next week.
2: Uh, yeah, bye. Rockies fan. It's your morning out of the park with Boyer's Coffee. Proud partner of the Colorado Rockies. Boyer's Coffee has been roasted at altitude in Denver for over 50 years and is delivered fresh to your local grocery store each week. Cheers to the home team. Play ball!